Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Back from the break, it is time once again for soccer. And Charlotte FC's crown corner gets you going here as we get you ready for New York Red Bulls on Wednesday. Will Pelagic, Jessica Charman here with you. Charlotte FC has gone 10 days without a contest. It'll be 11 by the time they kick off on Wednesday evening in New Jersey when they take on New York Red Bulls, a team that they played to withdraw last time out uh, and also a team they know very, very well, Jess. And, and obviously, when you think about uh, the way that this season has gone, uh, I I said this to Christian Latanzio earlier. I said this maybe is a situation where you feel maybe a little bit more comfort going into this matchup because you have seen this team a lot. You know what they're made of. And, and most importantly, you know stylistically how they're going to play. Yeah, I think that you get comfort in familiarity, right? And as Charlotte FC continues through the experience as a team, they're going to get to know different sides. They're going to get to know their strengths, their weaknesses. I will say New York Rebels look a little different, obviously parting ways with their manager. Things have changed up a lot, but you should always feel good when you're going in to play a team that's been struggling like the Red Bulls have. You look at their last match, a 3-0 loss against Orlando, missing several very key players, and they've been struggling with that. So I think this is a game where if you look at it on paper, the Tanjo and his side should feel very confident about. I also think, too, this is a scenario where Charlotte FC, the, the break came at the right time for them, and I think uh, it ended the right way. Not necessarily that you wouldn't want to end with a victory, but I think there is that hunger to get more uh, after a 3-3 draw against Seattle Sounders. We talked about that game in the last podcast being you know, one where Charlotte FC showed a lot of resolve and resilience going back and coming back to, um, I guess, equalize in three separate losing positions and getting the point out of the match. They sit right now in 10th uh, after the during international break fixtures. They will, according to Christian Latanzia, who spoke with us on Tuesday, uh, they will get Enzo Capetti and Camille Jozviak back in action. How each features in the match on Wednesday, I think, remains to be seen. We'll see whether or not each will be available at the start or whether or not we could see something off the bench. But in terms of just where the break comes, Jess, it seems like, you know, despite the fact that they won't have Carol Svidersky and Bill Tuiloma involved in the fixture because of the international duty that they have, this will be about as healthy as Charlotte FC can be uh, that they've had at least any time during the season. Yeah, and not only will the players be returning that have been out on injury, but you'll also see players with fresh legs. You know, you'll see players that have been able to train and talk tactically and have that rest between matches, which is so important to be able to perform at your best level. It's exciting to think about the players that we're going to get back into the mix, as you said. Not sure if they'll start or feature off the bench, but any time that you have Camille Juzviak that's going to be able to have an impact, he has a point to prove. And then Enzo Capetti, of course, who's been a player that has definitely been missed in terms of your strength and depth going forward. It's great also that you're able to get these numbers back when you're going to be missing those players you mentioned on international break. So things seem to have kind of found their way very nicely to Charlotte FC. And I also think it's a favorable fixture to kind of get these teams or players back into action when you're playing against a team that 
hasn't been that great going forwards and hasn't been setting the world on fire offensively either. Those are the sorts of matches that you want to be able to reintroduce players into the lineup against. The unfortunate thing, and there is one unfortunate absence for Charlotte FC, and that is the absence of Derek Jones. He'll have, unfortunately, his second red card suspension, or yellow card suspension, I should say. Uh, eight yellow cards accumulated this season, so he will not play in this fixture. And knowing how physical the York Red Bulls like to be, that's a big, big loss. How do you expect Charlotte FC to counter the Red Bull physical style without one of their most uh, menacing presences in the midfield? It's going to be tough. We've seen it when Derek Jones hasn't featured that Charlotte FC has struggled in those midfield duels. You're going to see that Brant Bronico is going to be asked to do a little bit more. We know that Bronico does thrive in those nitty-gritty situations. He can have that nasty streak, and we're going to need to see even more from Brant Bronico. We're also going to see or need to see a replacement in that calming presence that DJ brings in possession. We talk a lot about Derek Jones as that reinforcer wrecking ball physicality. But what is missed with DJ a lot is his composure on the ball, his ability with the touch, his ability to just find that pass to take players on. We need to see a bit of swagger out of our midfield. Uh, and the fact that we're going to be missing Carroll as well from that midfield is kind of showing that we're going to have to play with a different look in some ways. But I'm excited to see what Brandt, probably Bender, I would assume, based on how he played, and Ashley Westwood, who's absolutely undroppable, are going to be able to do against this physical Red Bull side. I'm glad you mentioned Bender because I wanted to stop down on him. I think we talked about him a little bit last time you and I spoke, but I think it bears repeating. He's a different player now than he was at the beginning of his time with Charlotte FC. I think we've continued to see the maturation of his on-field abilities and, and the ability to be physical. I know we talked about the Seattle game last year as a game where he kind of knew he needed to step things up and very much shown brightly in that role. And I think same thing can be said about the Red Bull fixture this year. Uh, I think you're basically forced into being physical against this Red Bull side. And I think Ben represents a bit of a tantalizing subject uh, to focus on for this one because he's going to need to be. It's kind of one of those things adapt or die, if you will. It is, but I also think we have seen the growth of Ben Bender in terms of his strength throughout this year and his second year. He seems to have adjusted to that physicality. He prepares more for the physical contact and he's willing to get in and get dirty. And I think that's going to be an area he has to add in this game. We know he's got the range of passing. We've seen the way he was able to transition the ball for one of Charlotte FC's goals himself. Now he has to make sure that he keeps that sort of pretty side of the game but adds that nasty streak against new york uh we will not again as we mentioned earlier have bill tuiloma available to us nor Derek jones uh jones out for yellow card accumulation tuiloma with uh, the new zealand national team had a pretty controversial moment uh in that one not bill personally but uh the match involved an abandonment of that match with new england and qatar because of an alleged racial epithet thrown the way of new england of, a, of a new zealand rather so right now the only available center backs for charlotte fc off the bench or at least available at all would be guzman carujo and jan zabachinski alongside adilson Melanda and I'm curious about this 10-day break for Charlotte FC because from the standpoint of their center back line, they did have Guzman Carujo feature on the 31st of May against Philadelphia. We have not seen him since. I'm wondering how much of Christian Latanzio's time has been spent trying to get Guzman up to speed, knowing that he won't have Tuiloma available to him and knowing he won't have a DJ available to him. I'm wondering if they spent these last 10 days making sure that the Uruguayan, who's coming off of an ACL surgery, 
was available for play and available to go a full 90. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. That's been one of their main goals, right? And we've seen that Latanzio has talked about protecting Guzman and not wanting to set him up for failure during his debut. Well, now you've given him an extra 10 days to recover. If he was ready to be on the bench, then he was ready to play in some capacity. Now you've given him 10 minutes or 10 days rather of training. I think we see Guzman in this match and I think it'll be a really good match for him because we know Guzman, right? He likes to put his body on his line. He likes to throw into challenges. He's very good at that strength on the ball. This game calls for a Guzman Carujo. I think so as well. And and I'm curious too, because, and I heard you talk about this a little bit uh, on your spot with Charlotte Talks. Uh, this could shift a little bit of the way that the hierarchy goes in terms of Charlotte FC. They were able to use a lot of players during that match glut of nine games in 28 days uh, when they were less than whole. They didn't have Jozviak for a lot of that. They didn't have Enzo for a lot of that. So you saw a lot of the Cambridge and Ajiman step up. You saw a couple of players also feature for Crown Legacy over the weekend. George Marks got himself his first matchup uh, since his injury. We've seen Scardina play well. We've seen uh, a couple of others also step up as well. Uh, I'm wondering what this does for the squad depth uh, coming back depending on how much Enzo and or Camille Josviak play, how we see that changing of the guard, if you will, and also how fortifying it will be to the bench to have players like Ajiman and Cambridge available to play, knowing they've played such a big role, especially recently for Charlotte FC. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. It's always important to have that competition. It's great, the role that the young guns have contributed, but at the end of the day, they have their limits. They're youngsters, they're rookies, they need time to continue to develop in the players that they want to be. When we got to talk to Patrick Adjaman, he's well aware of the things he needs to adapt, the things he needs to improve. He's not the finished product yet by any means. And that's why you want to have players like Enzo Capetti for Patrick Adjaman to look around, to watch, to learn from. These are exciting things. And when you look to your bench, it's great to have that mix of useful inexperience alongside the experience, the veteran presence. And this squad depth is going to be key with this second half of the season because Charlotte FC needs to up their game a little bit to make sure they're able to make that playoff berth this year. And, and I also want to make sure that if folks are listening to this podcast and have not checked out uh, Jess's conversation with Patrick Adjuman, it's incredible uh, to listen to the humility from Adjuman and you know coming off of that first MLS goal and also uh, scoring for Crown Legacy in the same weekend, doing something that Again, in the infancy of the second division has not been done, uh, scoring for both sides in a singular weekend. I think it's it's incredibly brilliant to see uh, how he has taken to that assignment. Uh, I don't know many people who, after having a moment like that, would want to jump on a plane to Columbus uh, less than 24 hours later and play for the second division. But uh, he has handled that assignment, and, and I think Jesse's handled it in spades. Yeah, and just hearing him speak, like you say, he is the most humble human being. The fact that he said, it's just part of my job. I want to get better. It's reps. And he's just going to stay grounded. And you need that, right? When you have that quick rise to success, when you very quickly become a household name in Charlotte, you have to keep your head switched on on your shoulders. And I think this kid's got a really bright future. I asked Christian Latanzio about, you know, his now 18 games into his second season in the managerial stint. And Obviously, right now, that pretty much encompasses almost a full campaign, if not a totally full campaign. If you think about the second half of last year and the first half of this one, 
Have you seen, uh, well, I guess, what have you seen from him and the growth as a manager? Have you seen a change in philosophy and ability to be tactically flexible? Is there growth in this manager for Charlotte FC? Yeah, I, I think so. There's still things that are similar in terms of the way he's going to manage players and hold them accountable, which is a good thing. But we've seen that he's willing to make different changes. He's not necessarily afraid of those half-time substitutions. We talk a lot about how in the past he said he wants to give his boys time to dig themselves out of the hole, but we're noticing more often now that those subs come a little quicker. He, he's going to hold players accountable in a different way, which is a good thing. I also think that there's a willingness maybe to adjust at the end of games. It would have been easy to throw everything at that Seattle game once you've got that third goal, but he was smart in the game management. And that's why we've done a better job this year of securing points and fighting back in games because of that game management. Charlotte FC taking on New York Red Bulls on Wednesday night before a matchup against Montreal on Saturday. We'll talk more about Montreal and closer to that fixture on the weekend. Uh, New York will be without two players who started last week, actually three players who started last week, if you count Andres Reyes, who's out because of uh, suffering a red card in the contest, a 3-0 defeat at the hands of Orlando. Both John Tolkien and Corey Burke are on international duty uh, with their respective international teams, so both those guys will not be available. Also, Lewis Morgan has continued to be out with a hip injury. He will not feature on Wednesday for New York Red Bulls. It's a much different side than the one we saw at Bank of America Stadium, but we do know that at least based on form and the way that they've gone, I know that with the new interim manager, it's a little bit different, obviously. I think they've tried to at least go away from some of the stuff that Gerhard Struber brought to the table, but they are still physical. They are still going to play with a lot in the air, and uh, they're definitely going to try to do anything they possibly can to dictate things in their building like they did last year on Decision Day against Charlotte. It's going to be a really tough matchup. You know, when a team has been embarrassed in their home place in their last game, they want to come back home and right that wrong after the break it was an embarrassing loss against Orlando but as you said Will so many pieces of their puzzle missing so many different players with different injuries different duties so this New York Red Bull side is looking depleted the most important thing for Charlotte FC is to make sure they stay grounded don't get complacent with those different bodies and let's be honest Elias uh, Manuel is the player that Charlotte FC needs to watch considering he scored three goals in his MLS career and all three of them have been against Charlotte FC yeah, I don't. I don't like that guy's name personally. Uh, I'm. 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 I'm okay if we don't call his name a lot on uh, Wednesday, but I don't know if that's necessarily going to be something that uh, is up to me. Uh, I mentioned the layoff in terms of Charlotte FC helping them. Uh, New York has had a much longer layoff. They have not played a competitive match in 17 days. Uh, they did not have a game uh, the weekend of the 10th that Charlotte FC played. So for them, it is a much longer layoff uh, for them from game to game. Does that maybe play a little bit into Charlotte FC's hands? Because I think a lot of times we'll see teams, if they play off of a, uh, a bit of a respite of that nature, you might see a little bit of rust. Yeah, it can be hard because as we talk about a lot, you can't replicate real life minutes in practice. You can do scrimmages, you can do 11 v 11, but it's never going to replicate the speed of play or playing against a different opposition. They've had a lot of time to mull over that defeat. They've had a lot of time to think about what went wrong. Is it too long? We'll, we'll get to see tomorrow. It's going to be an interesting battle of the minds. Charlotte FC and... New York Red Bulls. We're on the air on Wednesday night on the Charlotte FC Radio Network beginning at 7 o'clock. Hope you join us for it. Jess, I'll see you tomorrow, and hopefully we're talking about three points in Harrison, New Jersey. Fingers crossed, Willie P.
Thank you so much for listening. And as we mentioned before, make sure to check out everything from Crown Corner, recaps, player interviews, and previews of the next match. And we hope to talk to you on the Charlotte FC Radio Network when Charlotte FC takes on New York Red Bulls. Talk soon.